time to abandon ship. Can I persuade you to join us for a drink? It's a tradition. Here, here. Jaja, call me, my main man. Quickly, before the Separatists attack, get into the escape pod. Hey! This is escape? Then where the pod? Here's the Welcome back to Star Wars Escape Pod. I'm your host, Josh, and we have our co-host returning for the week, Blake. He is back from a, a busy two weeks off, and uh, we're here to chat about War Mantle, the latest episode of Star Wars The Bad Batch. We saw the return of Clone Commandos. Camino, the plotline there, continues with the cancellation of the Clone Orders on behalf of the Republic. So much happened in this episode, and we're going to be getting into it with Blake. Stay tuned for more at the very end. Another happy landing. We have Blake joining us again. Welcome back, sir. Hey. Hey, man. How's it going? Glad to be back. Good, good. Good to have you back. It's been a crazy couple weeks. We had a, <laughs> we had a, a guest, a guest uh, co-host for a little bit, friend of mine, uh, Darian. Did an awesome job and, uh, you know, I was really, really happy to slot him in because I was, I was looking for a little window to kind of get him on at some point. And I, you know, I think he had a good time. So nice. Uh, I'm glad to hear that. I checked it out a little bit and it sounded like you guys had a really good conversation. Yeah, it was, it was pretty awesome. It's, um, you know, we chatted about the last two episodes and, uh, you know, just actually we, you know, even though this episode's about, about the, uh, the newest one, War Mantle, I'm just curious in, in a in two minutes was there anything like oh, crazy about the last two episodes that you saw that really stuck out that you kind of just itching to bring up or 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 were they just kind of passerby episodes that were like okay they were good but you know nothing nothing crazy i wish you'd asked me this before we were alive because it i just, would look, <laughs> looked up what happened <laughs> oh did you not watch those those episodes oh, i watched them as they came out but it was like over a week ago so i don't remember oh, this oh, specific okay. one <laughs> Oh, okay. Yeah. No, no worries. No worries. It was just more of a, more of a on the spot kind of like, oh yeah, I'm actually kind of curious to see what he thinks about it. Uh, the last you, one yeah. was, the last one was uh, called Infested and it was about the, uh, uh, the, um, the Sid loses her, her cool. place to the, the Daveronian guy yeah. named Roland. And yeah. uh, it's like a gangster operation that the Bad Batch plots to sabotage what's going on in there. Mm-hmm. No, and I like I like that one. I actually I texted you a little bit about that after watching it. Right, right. That's right. Yeah. So yeah, that one was pretty cool. Uh, and then the the one prior to that was Rescue on Ryloth, which is when they they break out. Um, yeah. Uh, uh, Hera's family. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's right. So. Yeah. Yeah, that uh, I guess I'll go in order. That first one uh, where they break out Hera's family. Uh, the thing that really stood out to me in that one, which I thought was super cool, was how uh, Commander Hauser, at the end, he like turned on the Empire and convinced several other clone troopers to do it as well. And they all stood up. They all got arrested, but they yeah. helped the, the, uh, the Bad Batch escape, which is really surprising from what we've seen from the other 
clones in the series so far where it seems like they're really indoctrinated, mostly due to with the chips, right? So I'm wondering, uh, I think we had texted a little bit about this as well. Maybe the, the, the chips are like slowly becoming less effective as the yeah. empire's been going on. Yeah, exactly. This was like a theory of ours a little while ago. And, you know, it's, it's kind of, it's curious that a, a regular clone like that can just you know, yeah, you'd think it would be no matter what, they have to do what they're told. But yeah, ma- maybe that's only in regards to Jedi, and outside that, it's not as strong. Who knows? Because he does act differently than a lot of the other clones are, True. right? So it's it's a really weird it's it's this unresolved plot line, which I think we're going to get answers to either maybe towards the end of the season or even after in season two. No, it's uh, true, and Rex alluded to this i think in rebels as well where he says not many of us were able to like stand up and fight back right like or resist just going along with the flow yeah yeah uh yeah that was an interesting one for sure um how did you like uh this this roland character a new character to the underworld I thought it was pretty funny because he was like this. He's like a kid of another crime lord. So he just expects that he's going to be really good at his job. Yeah. But he he comes off to me as one of those kids that were really like babied. And so when they step in the real world, they have no idea what the real world is like. Yeah. (laughs) I thought I was saying I was saying to Darian just how ridiculous I thought the name Roland was for (laughs) this gangster, you know, like it's true. Like the next, the next one that turns up is going to be named Napoleon. We're going to have Jeff, <laughs> yeah. Jeff showing up. Jeff, the job of the Jeff. There we go. Jeff, Jeff, the hut, Jeff, the hut. There we yeah, go. Yeah. 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 This is some serious fan fiction. <laughs> <laughs> Not good fan fiction. <laughs> Terrible fan fiction. Just wait, Dave Flo, and he'll be listening to the podcast. He's going to add Dave, uh, like Dave, the hut or Jeff, the hut or something. Oh man. Yeah. Yeah. Fake Filoni the Felucian or something. I don't know. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Who knows? That'd be brutal. Filoni Filoni yeah. the the uh what's it what's a what's this? Dave Baloney. <laughs> Baloney the Favreau. I don't there know. We go. <laughs> Keep your day job, man. <laughs> Back on that episode though, I I love all episodes that kind of explore the underworld a little bit. Yeah. And to me, that was really cool in that one because I really liked seeing how the Pikes came in and they're like, they had this guy like do the job to get the spice. They lost the spice and the Pikes didn't care about him at all. They just wanted their stuff and they could, they just off that guy or whatever. I thought he was going to die at the end. I was surprised they only took his horn off. I suspect that's a massive dishonor amongst the Deveronians though. Right. Yeah, I, I guess it would be because, uh, you know, that the one from uh, is it I, I'm blanking now whether or not the one in the Mandalorian with the red skin. Uh, I forget if he has his horn still or not. I'm trying to remember if he did or if he went full on Hellboy and, you know, <laughs> kind of chopped off. them off or something. Yeah, I forget. But I don't remember. Uh, I think it's interesting that we've seen another of his species now show up because, you know, his species is quite cool and and. The Mandalorian, at least to me, that was the first time I found out that they had fire fireproof skin. Now, I, maybe yeah, it's just, I didn't know that either. Right, and and maybe it's just the books that I I'd because I I haven't read every single Star Wars book out there, right? So yeah. maybe maybe it's like that was just the the a piece of information that always always just slipped me by, and yeah. maybe it existed in the EU and I just never knew about it. But not that I was aware of. But yeah, so it's it kind of cool. Just be, to, 
could just be the writers room. They're like, well, he's basically Satan, so I'm sure fire doesn't <laughs> affect him. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So this episode of War Mantle, we start off with uh, with uh, Gregor on the run, which uh, instantly I don't know about you, but. I, I, I right away I knew it was Gregor like like you from did. the get go yeah because uh, I, I doubted at first yeah. because his chest plate was different than the last time we saw him with the, all the yellow markings and everything but right. um, I, I I was having a hard time remembering whether or not there was stuff like that on his chest plate um, I know he had some sort of weird like checkered camo print going on 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 his armor which is pretty neat but I can imagine that when someone's blown up their armor is probably useless after that so yes they get a new, new kit. <laughs> right yeah i was like okay it must be a new suit of armor and it's it's got to be gregor though because the way he sounded and his voice and everything and the chest plate right away i was like that's rc armor right there that's republic commando armor like it's got to be gregor because uh, like this entire season i've been like when is he gonna show up when's wolf gonna show up you know the clones right. that we meet you, in no, star you, wars you, rebels right you have been talking about that yeah and there's yeah. a great time to lead into that because we when we meet them later it's just this giant black box of like what happened how did they get here yeah yeah exactly because because the last time we saw gregor he was dead blown, and blown up, blown up. Yeah. yeah and then with wolf it's like where the heck has he been like you know like so a lot of a lot of questions kind of spawned from rebels it didn't really answer as many as start new ones uh, yeah. half the time so it's it's cool to finally get that bridge um and uh I, you know i appreciated this entire episode just for including gregor in the in the plot no i agree and okay don't bash me but when we first came to the opening shot which by the way had beautiful cinematography oh yeah come down with all the mist and everything with the trees it was gorgeous whoever like did that like lighting and stuff looks amazing good job we get down to the to the clone on the run. Don't bash me, but I thought that was Commander Hauser. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, no. It, you know, you it, they got the same haircut hair. Yeah. going on. So That's yeah, cool. it's got that hair. It's got to be Hauser. It was like two episodes ago they arrested him, right. and I guess he escaped. It makes sense, actually. You know what? I, I, you know, I'm, I'm on board with that. Yeah, because I mean, he, they both got the slick back hair, and and the last time we saw. Gregor, he was, um, I forget if he was like, cause I know he had the whole beard and long hair going on when he was a dishwasher and then he I had think like he a, shaved it. Yeah. That. At the end of that episode, when he puts his armor back on, he shaves like everything off and he goes full buzz cut, I think. But yeah, um, yeah, it was, it, it's hard to, it, cause it's been so long since we've seen him. Like the last time yeah. he showed up was season four of Clone Wars. So, uh, that I mean, said long like, time. If I looked closer, I would have seen that he had the commando chess piece on. Right. Because yeah. it has a different design than the regular trooper. And it so does. once he yeah. revealed himself to be Gregor, I double checked. I'm like, oh, yeah. And I just missed that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But that's this pretty subtle thing. Like, I don't know. Excluding that, you would never know that it wasn't Hauser until he explains himself. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, what I thought was interesting is uh, Crosshair pops up as well at the start of this thing. And uh, he's told to keep an eye on the Kaminoans. And... Uh, you know it, that kind of subplotted to later on in the episode but it was nice to kind of get back to that a little bit because that's something i kind of felt was a little uh just random about the last episode that we saw it was like this weird kind of one shot between the two arcs uh, yeah. of, of like here across there go go hunt down the bad batch at the end of the ryloth arc and then boom like no crosshair yeah. no nothing like just this random like roland shows up and whatever else and then now we're back to the main plot again it's like 
Okay, <laughs> like that classic is, classic Star Wars yeah. animation where you have like a couple of really solid arcs and then a few like one shot episodes which are just like half decent and yeah. fill, fill well, a season, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. A lot of times it comes down to, well, we need to make 24 episodes, only 12 of them are needed for the storyline, so. Yeah, yeah. Just make like, them go on random adventures. I know, right? And, and here's the thing I said to Darren, I was like, you know what? half the time like you know you never know what to expect because some of these episodes that are like they feel like one shot random things they actually set up a lot of later on content which then kind of pulls from those stories and we saw that a lot with seasons one and two of clone wars like a lot of those arcs are well one shot episodes are now made fully relevant by later season arcs and and it's like they became much more relevant once the chronological order came out and it's like, oh, like these, this is how you watch that show. And then, you know, there was these random episodes that they'd done, which actually slot between these random two episodes from another season. And it makes a full arc of three episodes or whatever. So, you know, I thought that was, that's, that's something to keep in mind, I guess, as we, as we go forward in this show is that I'm not trying to, you know, hate on these episodes that i don't like because yeah yeah, the fillers yeah like i'm not trying to hate on them or anything but you know they are kind of like okay that was an episode let's see what happens no i think people can understand that it's a distraction from the main storyline yeah 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 exactly and and you know me being so eager to find out what happens like you know that's that's pretty much all i care (laughs) about at the moment so yeah so you like basically you turn on the episode each week and like and you either sigh or you cheer depending on if it's part of the main story or not (laughs) yeah yeah exactly it's 50 it's 50 50 you know that's what dave would say (laughs) did you know they're moving clones off world off of camino yeah, clearing uh, out, clearing out to Poca City. Not all the clones, just the children, which was surprising. Yeah, the uh, cadets. Yeah. yeah, they're going to take them off world to train them. I don't know. That sounds like to me they're going to train them not under imperial, uh, like under their imperial training regulations. They're going to maybe do their own thing, and this that might lead into the clone on clone war we keep talking about. <laughs> Either that or they were talking about the facility that we saw in this episode, which is the one that they break Gregor out of. Um, I can imagine them kind of referring to like, yeah, we're moving you off world to another training facility. And like that is the training so. facility. I don't think so. Because when they revealed the helmet of the of the troopers there, they were humans, not clones. Or, I mean, that's clones are that's humans, true. But they were yeah. not clones. Right. Yeah. So maybe there's a different facility that just keeps training the clones the way they were on Camino, but they're just moving yeah. them off world. Yeah. That's maybe. what I think. Maybe. Yeah. It could be that they are maybe going to go back to the facility that we, they found, we found, came across with Bane. Mm-hmm. They're going to kickstart that old facility up again and work off grid. Right. I thought it was interesting that, that they finally revealed that the empire has canceled all the contracts that mm-hmm. had, that they had with the, Republic, which, which no longer exists. Right? We all knew it was coming. Yeah. Yeah. We all knew it was coming. But now this is the episode where it's like, okay, finally they've acknowledged that this is what's going on. And, you know, it's at the end of the first season. So we kind of expected that that would happen. Uh, but I thought that was neat that we didn't need to wait for the second season to get this info. Like we're, you know, a couple months past Revenge of the Sith as yeah. far as time goes. And, you know, maybe even a year by the end of this season. And uh, and they've they've already canceled the contracts from with Camino. They're like, yeah, we're going a different direction with our military. So see ya. 
<laughs> yeah, it's really interesting. I'm, I really want to know where they're going to go with it, especially in regards to how the Kaminoans are going to retaliate. Because yeah. we know that the Kaminoans were created in the prequels and they do not exist in the Imperial era in the films, even the new ones. Yeah. So does yeah. that mean they're eradicated? Same as the Geonosians after See, they that's created the, the Death That's Star? the interesting thing about Mandalorian because we know that that one dude, the scientist that helps him, helps the, helps the rest of them recover Grogu from uh, Moff Gideon, right? The one that they capture in the shuttle, uh, the nervous Nilly. <laughs> I forget his name. Uh, the one with the glasses. You know what I'm talking yeah, about, right? I know who you're talking yeah, about. so he's wearing like a cloner shirt with the same logo that all the scientists and cloners have on Kamino. And even though he's human, it makes you wonder like, oh, maybe he's like a chief scientist under the same branch that maybe oh. has something to do with them keeping Nala say alive at the end of this episode, right? Yeah, I was just gonna I was just gonna lead into that. You I, I jumped to where you were getting at with that. That makes yeah. sense. So then if she starts training regular, like human, non-Camino scientists to do the same cloning quality or whatever, then that one of those people could be the guy from Mandalorian. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It's it's definitely possible. Um, you know, and, and he's a young guy by Mando, which is takes place about 20, I don't know, 30, 30 years ish later. So we'll have to see exactly what well, happens there because he does look like he could be in his late 30s this guy yeah. so you know maybe mm -hmm. maybe that that branch that he's a part of though maybe we'll see something happen there yeah but that's not to say that they didn't have uh i'm so terrible with kaminoan names <laughs> they didn't have like the cloner nala say yeah. thank you i almost said lambasu nala say <laughs> Teach them, teach uh, imperial scientists everything she knew, and then they just offed her, but kept the information and passed it down. Right, teaching their own recruits. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, something like that. Maybe they just took all her research and were like, "Okay, hey, well, we don't need you anymore." And then exactly, see ya, right? Like kill them all off. Because, because, like you were saying before, the the Kaminoans, like they, there's not very many of them. Like there's no. there's a very select handful of the population. Well, and the rest of them got wiped or the rest of them died in the catastrophe that yeah, happened. The, the great flood on their planet. Right. And they can no longer actually like naturally procreate. Mm -hmm. So they have to clone themselves to keep their race going. Yeah. Yeah. So it's uh, it's an interesting it's an interesting thing to speculate on, you know, like whether or not we'll see the end of their race completely or maybe uh maybe even their plan just gets blown up you know who knows because there's no mention of Camino any at any point later on in the saga like very very few uh maybe very little or very few mentions in like some of the books and stuff like that but uh, i can't think of any particular situation and i've read a lot of the canon stuff so to I be mean, fair they're never it's never heard of before we watched like Attack of the right. Clones either. <laughs> right. Yeah. It, it's like a, a very, was, yeah. Yeah. It's a very <laughs> kind of like 
out there planet and you know it's also been erased from the archives so yeah, it's not it's exactly. not like any other jedi can find it either so yeah if, who it's, knows? Not with, if it's not within the archives it simply does not exist yeah so stuck up eh? like, <laughs> uh, <laughs> i've met that librarian before oh man Every, everyone knows uh, knows someone like that you know <laughs> if it's not in our records it does not exist <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> if it's not on the facebook should not exist. <laughs> so I do all my fact checking. That's right. That and um, Wikipedia, of course. <laughs> Sorry, our lives exist around Wikipedia. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, yeah, what was I saying again? Um, so yeah, it's possible. Maybe maybe it'll end up like Jeddah, right? We never heard of Jeddah before, and we didn't know that there was a <laughs> test planet that they used the Death Star on. Maybe it'll just end up getting blown up someday, right? That's um, true. They never, they never said that they didn't use the Death Star before A New Hope. Right. Yeah. They 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 only said that that was the first fully test full, of the fully yeah, full operational. Yeah, and they didn't they didn't say anything about about there being a, a single uh, a single uh, whatever core you know laser test just to see what kind of damage it does. Right. Uh, and that's what Jetta's test was all about. I don't. I don't think Camino is gonna get blown up by the Death Star or anything. But but you know, like what I'm saying is like some catastrophe could happen, like orbitable bombardment or something like that, where Topoka City just gets shredded and you know all the Kaminoans die, and you know that's the end of them, kind of thing, right? I think the Empire is more terrible than that. I think they more likely do like they would like poison the water and like just like kill them all or something. <laughs> Poison the planet's water supply, which yeah, is basically which is the just whole the planet. planet. The whole <laughs> <Yeah>. planet. <laughs> it's just um, a big slush ball. Yeah, yeah. Just turn it into ice or something like that. Who knows? Maybe they'll test work. some sort of weather weapon. Oh, maybe they could test some sort of weather weapon because we've seen weather weapons in Project uh, Project Cinder, which is used to dismantle oh, the Empire after Palpatine's death. Yeah, that's talked about in Mando and in the comic books and everything like that. I Battle, wouldn't Battlefront Two. I wouldn't put it past Dave Filoni to take advantage of that. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So the Bad Batch is, is tasked by Rex to rescue uh, a, a clone that they don't know, uh, which well, we all know to be Gregor. Um, and uh, they're pretty reluctant to do that. But they, they find an Imperial base in the process of, of scouting him out. What did you think of this Imperial base? That was pretty neat. I was very surprised that they already have the standard Imperial architecture that we see 20 years from that point in time. Yeah. Yeah. All the doors and the walls and everything, they got yeah. the same. Yeah. They yeah. have the same lighting on the walls with like the, the long slits. Yeah. Mind you, it is very similar to how a Republic Venator class is lit through the halls. But still, like I thought it was also very, uh, very curious that they had moved so quickly with their visual yeah. aesthetic. Right. And uh, speaking of visual aesthetic, hmm. the proto stormtroopers. Did you notice that they have essentially the same helmets that were in Solo? You know what's funny? Yeah, you know what's funny about these stormtroopers though? They are the Ralph McQuarrie stormtrooper. Oh, are they? They are a hundred percent. The Nazi helmets, minus the shield and the lightsaber, they are a hundred percent Ralph McQuarrie stormtroopers. Like the sense. original design for what a stormtrooper would look like, mm -hmm. and that that design changed when they did the movie. But uh, that's that's that very. Fit. You can buy a sideshow collectible statue of this. There's a there's a three and a three quarter inch action figure. 
like this design has been well known and around for a long time. It's one of the most iconic uh, mm-hmm. Ralph McQuarrie paintings ever, where with the stormtrooper standing in the hallway yeah, holding the I, lightsaber. Yeah, right? I know exactly what you're talking about. This yep. is yeah, this is that that this costume for the proto stormtroopers is that design down That's to the helmet and everything. Yeah, yeah the chest plate. I hadn't seen that. It. I didn't realize it was from that, but I did notice that I think that's the same helmet that Ezra wears when he's doing the training. Oh, the cadet's helmet. Yeah, it's very yeah. similar. It's kind of like it looks like the cadet helmet was like stylized off of that helmet. Mm-hmm. But that's what I like so much about the, that they use this thing because they didn't fully 100% use it in Star Wars Rebels because at that point, the Empire is very much established as as this thing. So it wouldn't really make sense to have the stormtroopers look different only five years before A New Hope and Rogue One. Um, but it would make sense for them to look completely different, you know, like 15 to 20 yeah. years prior, right? Uh, when they're first kind of getting the ball in, rolling on In on fact, stuff. it would make more sense. Like every, yeah. every military is going to change their standard look at least right. every 10 years. Right, yeah. And this is a huge thing, too, because, because if you line up the evolution of the Stormtrooper, starting from the Phase 1 clone helmet, this adds another helmet to that, fa- to that lineup of standard phase helmets right uh, and uh now i have a t-shirt that's out of date <laughs> <laughs> that's true. I, i've got a t-shirt that has the four helmets on it it's got the the phase one clone the phase two clone yeah. the stormtrooper and then the first order stormtrooper helmet right well and shoot you need to now, buy a new shirt now i got a new sh- yeah i gotta buy a new shirt now so whoever made that design on t public you gotta update it Gotta rebuy that shirt again. <laughs> or maybe some fan will take advantage and put that up there and cash in themselves. Right, right. Yeah, yeah exactly. So to Josh yeah. a link, he'll buy a shirt. <laughs> yeah, it's a cool design though. Like I, I like it a lot. And and it, it does create a much needed hybrid between the phase two clone and the stormtrooper, which which was, you know, vastly different design in a way. Yes, but I almost feel like in certain ways, this new helmet is a step in a different direction. So it's the only one that has this hel- like a helmet on top of the helmet. You know what I mean? Like it's more like a mask and a helmet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It kind of has that that sort of extra visory kind of look to it. Um, although the uh, the thing about the what I like about it is that it maintains the phase two look where they had the vent part, they had the two little nozzles in the bottom, and then the the visor area. It used to be like on the phase two, it was like kind of one long goggle looking thing. And then on this one, there it's slowly separated just a little bit, but still jointed yeah. in the in the middle by a small sliver. So it's just kind a of a bit, yeah. It, yeah, it's kind of a cool look. Like I'm looking at it right now. It's kind of a neat little um, you know, hybrid, I guess, in a way. And uh, once you start to stylize it, like there's a pop vinyl you can buy called the Concept Series Stormtrooper. And if you look at the pop vinyl, it very much like it is in the pop, you know, art style, the weird bubbly kind of art style that they have going on. It does very much reminisce a, a weird kind of like altered version of a Stormtrooper helmet, but could also pass for some sort of different clone, you know? Yeah, I can see in that. In a way, I don't know. It, it's just got a very different vibe to it. But I, what I like about it is that it's totally, you know, new. And you, know, you know, it's actually a little bit different than the Ralph McQuarrie one. Now I'm looking at it. And the helmet shape is more protruded, like I was talking about. Like it looks like 
you, they put on a mask and then a helmet on top. Yeah, almost almost like Darth Vader's helmet, right? Yeah, like he's got exactly. the mask and then yeah. the yeah, because it's got that outline of a separate kind of shape that exactly. goes on in the back. Which by the way is like the exact shape of a World War II Nazi helmet. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. And again, such a cool kind of reference to real world um uh designs that things are based on, right? Yeah. And uh, let's be yeah. honest, the Empire is just space Nazis. <laughs> Right, right, yeah. And so, yeah, very cool. Yeah, they did stylize it just a little bit more than the original concept. And it's less elongated, like the the visors, uh, or sorry, the um, uh, the breathing apparatus area is is, is a little different. But mm-hmm. uh, what I like about it is that they, they literally went for uh, a... I mean, mind you, it is supposed to... Is it, it is intended to be stylized, like Bad Batch, as we know, is... A stylized yeah. version of what would be live action so in a way like looking at like a ralph mccoy stormtrooper statue based on the concept i mean that also is an art stylized version like i'm curious to see what this helmet would look like when it's not art stylized and just like what it would look like in a live action format right um and uh yeah this is just such a cool kind of thing to bring into this show uh, definitely, it does add a, yeah, it adds a stepping stone. I'm kind of yeah. glad they did do that because, yeah. like we said, from they'll have the same exact same look for 16 years is a long time, right? But yeah, because it changed know, twice over three years, yeah, exactly, which is really fast, yeah. and then suddenly it just doesn't change anymore, right? And we know that by the time Rebels takes place, they have the standard Stormtrooper outfit. Mm-hmm. How, yeah far along is that that's like so it's like 14 years after where we are in the bad batch okay so it's still a long time I yeah sure if it was time. like six years or something and see that's why i was wondering myself when we started off this show it's like when are they going to transition the phase two clones into the stormtroopers that we kind of know and love right like mm-hmm. from the original films and the answer is like right now like but it's <laughs> yeah. but it's not how we expected it to be with the classic stormtrooper suit it's actually this hybrid kind of this other phase entirely where they're TKs and not necessarily referred to as stormtroopers yet. I mean, but, it makes sense from Disney's standpoint because now they get to sell all these extra helmets and action figures. Oh, hundred percent. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'll be first in line to buy one of these black series when it comes out. <laughs> See, there we go. Yeah. It'll look and, great next to my stormtrooper helmet. That's for sure. We all know they're going to do it. Oh yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And it'll get it in black and red and green and camo and gold and silver. <laughs> You'll be able to buy a Disney Parks limited edition one, you know. Mickey just, Mouse's face on it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Comes with ears. Oh, jeez. Yeah, it's it's kind of neat to see. And uh, I don't want to linger on this helmet forever, but uh, I, I thought it was just a very cool thing. And I'd also like to point out that the flash forward scene in the end of Clone Wars, where Vader goes to the planet that Ahsoka crashes on and stuff, and he's got snowtroopers and stormtroopers with him. They're they're all wearing the classic uh, original trilogy era suits, which means that that this episode has now dated that flash forward event at least by a couple of years. Like that's yeah. a flash forward to a couple of years from now, which now kind of benchmarks it after the entire Darth Vader, Dark Lord of the Sith comic book series. Uh, that's just my guess, but um, I would imagine that that flash forward event takes place around the same time as Solo, which is five years later. Uh, that's just me kind of brainstorming when that flash forward event takes place. 
Um, but uh, thanks to this episode, we now know there's a whole phase of Stormtrooper that we just haven't seen yet. And and I can imagine season two onwards of this show, however many seasons it goes for, these are the Stormtroopers that we're going to see. Interesting. So, so I just looked up the Solo helmet, the one that he wears, because we, like you just said, they have regular Stormtroopers. Oh, yeah. Those are the Mud Scuffer. Mud, mud yeah, Trooper the mud is what trooper. it's called. Yeah, yeah. Those ones. Right. The Mud Trooper helmet looks very similar to this one. Yeah. Yeah, it, it does. Yeah. Mud. Let me just look this up. Mud Trooper. And uh, that was the Battle of Mimband, I think. Right. That sounds right. If you just type in Mud Trooper, it comes up. Or is it also known as a Swamp Trooper? Yeah, Swamp Trooper as well. Yeah, you're right. It does look very similar. Like the breathing apparatus part. With yeah, the it's big, got that. Thick, yeah, and it it's totally got the, does. the same kind of lens where it's tight in the middle. Just yeah. not quite as tight as we have with the current Trooper. That's and it's right. got the, the separated helmet brim. Right, yeah, that is, that is a good point. Um, this helmet, however, that he's got is like a, an officer's helmet where it's just like the 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 shield part that goes around the back of the head and then the goggles literally are separate yeah so they flip up and down and then it looks like that mask thing is a separate component entirely it's almost like they took the ralph mccoy helmet and just totally deconstructed it into the mud trooper helmet yeah that's that's what it looks like to me yeah as i'm looking at all the different screenshots of people with the masks on and off and this and that that's that's pretty cool yeah, if if Star Wars was just a series of of helmets, I mean, you know, <laughs> gotta get them all, man. Oh yeah, there's gotta so get many. Get them all. Gotta, gotta get them all. There's so many helmets in Star Wars. You could honestly like, yeah, yeah. It really. Uh, the more I, I appreciate Ezra's helmet collection more now than I think I ever <laughs> did in when I saw Star Wars Rebel. I was like, how stupid is yeah. that? Just collecting helmets. But I'm like, no, now actually, you're doing dude, it too. A, yeah, I'm like, dude, there's an actual hobby here. Like, <laughs> it's a thing, man. So and they don't make all of them, so you got to print them yourself sometimes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, all right, so we uh, <laughs> we uh, we had Echo. Uh, convinced the we um convinced the group to 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 rescue the clone that they don't know because you know he has a self moment of of um like uh, you you saved me why not this guy yeah yeah exactly yeah so uh, you know that was one moment i was like okay a good reason why echo's here yeah um, no it's true on the other hand, just ditched gregor right right yeah and on the other hand i still i'm still like why have they not replaced his arm yet i was just like <laughs> he, he was there for that good reason but then when they get inside the base he just uses the right away the first thing he does is put it in a wall and find out information with a screwdriver i'm like okay i still I'm think like, something cool is gonna happen where it's probably gonna be season two now but he'll like He'll, he'll get crash an land and his arm will get snapped off Thank and he won't goodness. be able to fix it. And then Thank they'll goodness. find like a B2 arm and they'll like hack it on there. So it's like, this is like dream fan fiction here. <laughs> it could happen. Happen to Darth Vader. It could happen to Echo. I mean, in the comic books, they recently gave Darth Vader a, a, a B2 battle droid arm. So, uh, I mean, anything can happen, right? It's pretty cool. <laughs> it's, it was really, it was really awesome actually. Yeah, it was pretty cool. 
like a lightsaber in one hand and B2 double blaster in the other. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's pretty kick-ass. So we got a, a lot of uh, RCs, a lot of Republic commandos in this in this uh, episode. I mean, aside from Gregor, you know, it, it makes a lot of sense as to why he would be there in the first place and a really good segue for bringing him into the show. But uh, he's being used as a, as a trainer for uh, these new TK units that they're making, which is... Uh, people that are volunteering bound by loyalty to the empire there's an endless supply of them across the galaxy and uh, they're using republic commandos to train these people it's an interesting concept yeah i how'd you feel about it uh mixed feelings i guess it makes sense that the empire would want the best of the clone troopers to train their their new stormtroopers but it makes me wonder then just because of one line of Gregor saying, I didn't teach him any, like everything. Yeah. That makes all the stormtroopers incompetent. <laughs> I feel like there, the, I feel like here's the thing about the stormtroopers incompetency. Disney slash Lucasfilm will take every opportunity that they can get to throw a rock at, as to why stormtroopers are just so terrible. Right. Right. In, in rebels, it was like, well, they always bring up the helmet thing. Yeah. The visibility helmet thing. And then in Rebels, they brought up the unreliability of their weapons. They did that yeah. in Mandalorian as well, right? Like with here, the crappy, the crappy yeah. plaster pistols that the scout troopers were using. Yeah, that was so funny. But yeah. in this, uh, they have the exact same weapons as the clones do. Yeah. Yeah. They still couldn't hit anybody. They still couldn't hit anybody. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I know, right? <laughs> I, like, here's the thing. Like, I just, I just think. Anytime, Even the commandos, though. Which, yeah, any any chance they get, like they're gonna, they're gonna, they're gonna throw a bone at 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 why stormtroopers are terrible, right? I mean, if you think about it, it's a training facility for the entire episode. All we saw was them walking around hallways. We didn't actually see them training anybody. Like they they were just in in groups walking around, marching. leading of led by a republic commando or somebody and that was it. It's like this is a training facility. I would expect to see a window or something where people are shooting at targets or something like that, you know. That's uh good point. Camino, we had the battle simulation people going on when Kenobi was walking down the hallways and you saw, you know, the clones actually training and like hand-to-hand combat fighting each other and everything like that. That was awesome, right? And I'm like, this is an imperial training facility and nobody's doing anything about it. <laughs> yeah, they kind of skipped over that bit. Yeah. Just a little bit. I thought that was pretty funny, though. I was like, OK. I mean, I'm not entirely surprised. Like, that would be a lot more budget and time. But right. Yeah. Just an extra room to model just to waste on like five seconds. Right. So, yeah. But can, it would have been, yeah. been cool and hammered home because it almost feels like the way it's told, Gregor was the only one who taught them. Yeah. As yeah. opposed to all of the commandos that were there. Here's the thing. Maybe, maybe, because he says that these troopers are going to be their replacement. And as we know from this episode now, I think the clones are probably made aware that the the contracts to make more of them have been canceled and they're being replaced by people from across the galaxy. And some of these Republic commandos who've been fighting through Republic for years, as much as they're bound by loyalty to the Empire they probably don't want to see themselves just being tossed out the door, you know, just to train the new guys and then to just be retired. Right. Like they're probably like, OK, this is a a, a bit of a piss off. Like I'm not going to care about training these guys the same way that I would train my own brothers. 
No, you know, it's true. Like, even if they're like, not Gregors, like yeah. I can imagine them all feeling the same way about it. Well, trading the guy who's going to replace you, yeah, against your will. You're not retiring, like, right? You're being yeah, forced yeah. out. Exactly. I mean, like who's who's ever had a job where where you know it's like here, train this guy, and then like a couple, and then like midway through training them, you're like, oh, by the way, he's going to take your job someday. <laughs> and they're like, yeah. and then there's so many questions like, okay, well, what's going to happen to me? Where am I going to go? Do I go somewhere else? Am I just getting fired? Like, like what? And then no one tells them anything, right? Like that's kind yeah. of the position that a lot of those clones are in who are training those humans. Yeah. And I find trained, it odd right? then in that case that Gregor's the only one to question it. I think it's more like I think he's the only one to actually desert and do something about it. Whereas the other ones, they might be questioning it and just don't really know what to do with it yet. Right. Um, but then from the EU, because you and I have both read the Republic Commando book series. And uh, in that series, there's five books. So if anyone wants to play the video game and then read the book series, it was actually pretty good. Uh, first one's called Hard Contact. Second one's called Triple Zero. Third one was called true colors the fourth one was called order 66 and the fifth one was called imperial commandos 501st i'm impressed and, you knew all those <laughs> it's, it's like it's a great series uh but uh, you know in those book series we know that when the empire takes over they turn the republic commandos into imperial commandos and have them hunting jedi and is very shortly after order 66 yeah and in and in in the canon now They've established, as per the comic books, that the Inquisitorious, which has the Je- the Jedi hunting Inquisitors and stuff, are pretty much a thing. Like shortly after the turn of the Empire or the Republic into the Empire, yeah. So a uh, handful of Jedi turn with the Empire. With uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So so we know that that the Inquisitors are likely already running around out there hunting down Jedi, as well as Vader um, being put on his missions by by the emperor to fully become the Sith Lord that he's intended to be. Uh, so it's interesting that I guess with the Inquisitorious, maybe they just don't really have a need to use the commandos to hunt Jedi uh, because, you know, Scorch himself is in this episode and he's being used as a trainer for the, you know, just the, the, the Schmoes. Standard, yeah, yeah standard stormtroopers. Yeah. No, yeah. that's a good point. Because you the think they'd, they'd have better purpose than to send all of them there. That being said, yeah. we don't know if all of the commandos are at this facility. Right. Yeah. And for anyone who doesn't know fully a whole lot about commandos, they're like the elite of the elite. Okay. So, like, if anyone out there is thinking Clone Force 99 is like the elite of the elite, they're actually not. They're, they're one of the groups out there that are kind of elite, but the Republic commandos are like, they're like the best of the best, you know, and they operate in squads of four. And they get the job done. <laughs> um, yeah, they're kind of like Navy SEALs. Yeah, Navy SEALs is the best way to put it. They're they're like the people you send out when the you Black want Ops something. Missions. Yeah, they're the Black Ops teams of the Republic, basically. And and uh, Delta Squad, which is the the protagonist of the of the video game Republic Commando, they showed up once before in uh, Clone Wars episode, which is the Mist, uh, which was from season three. When Savage Press is unleashed to the galaxy and kills a few Jedi on on some planet somewhere, and uh, Delta Squad recovers the bodies of the Jedi and and reports back to Kenobi and the other Jedi about uh, what they what they found on 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 Devron, uh, which is the planet that this thing happened on. Brief moment, we only saw them for like twenty seconds, and that was it. 
and and they never showed up again. The only Republic commander we saw again in the Clone Wars was Gregor, and that was that was the last. That was all she wrote, basically. Right. It was such a shame. I really wanted an episode involved with those guys, but with yeah. the with Delta Squad, like a full that, episode. Yeah. Yeah, but that being said, I feel like Filoni was scared that they would do it wrong and fans would get mad. Right. Yeah. Which is too bad because, like, I mean, I I would have loved to have seen them give it a chance, and and maybe they were just like, yeah, let's just make a new group called the Bad Batch and do it with them. Because, yeah, yeah and then and then give them superpowers. <laughs> Naturally. <laughs> right. Uh, Which but is yeah. like like we talked about before. They've basically merged the alpha clones or the nulls, the null clones with the uh Republic Commando clones. Yeah. Yeah. And what else do we know about them? We know that um their uh their armor is like extra extra strong and yeah it's extra thick katarn armor yeah so that's Ky- how gregor Kyle survived armor. Kyle katarn armor. <laughs> that's how gregor survived his his explosion that's that's how he survived the two blaster bolts he got in his chest uh, is of this episode um their visors are easily the coolest ever yeah the back glow with the so cool. the blue lights oh man yeah, so good. I love Republic Commandos. They're the best. They have a great design. I will admit, they're very cool. Yeah. And they have like the uh, the blade that comes out of their wrist. All oh, yeah. Creedy. So oh, man. Awesome. It's, <laughs> they have yeah. it all. They have like an assault <laughs> rifle that could turn into a grenade launcher yeah. or a sniper. Yeah. And the DC-17 blaster is just the best. Hands down. They got all the attachments. They can clip on the sniper attachment, the grenade attachment, you know. It's like a Swiss Army knife blaster for a clone trooper and, uh, you know, everything they need to complete the mission kind of thing. So I, I really hope we get more of them. But this episode was full of our Republic Commander, even just unpainted, normal white ones. Yeah, that's actually one of my biggest issues with this episode is... I wish to see more diversity in the yeah, in armors. Yeah, because yeah. in the books, the commandos, they all took on, they're all trained by mandalorians and like specifically yeah and so they all took on more personality than the regular clones because they had mandalorian traditions they all could speak mando they oh all yeah used, like mando cuss words and stuff that's right yeah the republic commandos in the eu are that's another thing we know about them at least as far as you know if anyone doesn't know much about them is they're directly trained by Django and and his Calscarada, yeah, Scal- yeah, Calscarada, yeah, which has a good relation with 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 the Fed family. So, um, you know, lots lots there to make Republic commandos not only just clones and great warriors like Django Fett, but also hardcore Mandalorian style. Yeah, they, you know, they like, live the Mandalorian lifestyle, yeah, like an As army opposed- of Dinjarins, basically. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But with that personality, they all painted custom armor. Yeah, so they did. Yeah. The fact that other than Scorch, they were all just standard white armor to me was really lame. <laughs> right. Right. Exactly. Maybe that's why I love Mandalorian so much, too, because like they all feel like elite clones to me in a way. Like like yeah. anytime, anytime you see a Mandalorian in armor doing their 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 stuff like it, you know they're always so awesome when they do it it's like those are just that it just reminds me of republic commando and like all the amazing times i played that game and like <laughs> the amazing moments in the book that they make these clones just to be the most awesome people ever like uh it's it's a good time and and so seeing this episode was just was just fantastic to see like all these all these rcs that they put in there i'm just gonna say i'm glad that b2 battle droids aren't as hard to kill in the real 
canon universe as they are in the Republic Commando games. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Walking tanks. This was the first episode where we probably saw a gonk droid save the day. Yeah, that's so true. And I always... I think, I, I think, I think it was also the first time we actually seen one used for power. Yeah, well, exactly, because we've always, we've actually talked about it on the show at one point where, um, for anyone who didn't know, gonk droids are actually like just walking power supplies, you know, walking power generators. Uh, this is the first time that we've actually seen one being used in a dire moment of like, we need power to go to whatever. It's like, oh, here's a handy gonk droid. Let's just plug it into the power auxiliary and boom, shields are up. And it's like, what the heck? Why doesn't yeah. every like yeah. large spacecraft carry one of these things That's on it? That's a good it? question. <laughs> I was wondering that myself. I got to tell you, from now on, every Star Wars D&D game I play in, I'm keeping a gonk droid on board. Oh, oh yeah, for <laughs> sure. I'm, I'm so glad that I, I bought one of the Star Wars miniatures like <laughs> for a gonk droid. You know, I saw it on Troll and Toad and I was like, you know what? It's like a dollar ninety nine. What the heck? I don't have it. I'll I'll just grab one of those. Now I'm really glad I got one. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Um, we saw the possible death of Lama Sue in this episode. I noticed that too. They definitely possible, not confirmed, but they escorted out Nala Say, George Close, and the troopers are like pointing their blasters at Lama Sue. Yeah. And we're kind of left just wondering. Like, he could have been arrested, but the last words we got were, you're no longer needed. Yeah. Yeah, so, we don't, yeah, no longer needed for a politician. Like, we just, you know, scientists useful, but politicians no longer useful, right? And so, already the Empire is like, yeah, on the way out there. I mean, I think I brought this up when, uh, when, uh, oh, man, I'm trying to, Om Free Ta, the, the Twi'lek, yeah, uh, the uh, of Ryloth, right? The, the, oh the, yeah. And when he was assassinated, it was a very similar conversation where you know I think I was mentioning the empire has no more need for senators because it's an empire led by an emperor, and you know having keeping senators in the imperial senate, so to speak, is kind of a courtesy. Whereas like they're not really useful anymore. It's like it's one dude calling all the shots and everyone else is just kind of along for the ride and they can complain and say what they want. But you know, if they say something bad, then they're just going to die anyway. You know, they may as well just all take an early retirement and and leave. Right. Well, what's (laughs) interesting is I know there's a specific line in a new hope where Tarkin says, I think to Vader, but it might be another character. He says that they've dissolved the Imperial Senate. That was in uh, episode four. Yeah. Um, yeah. the Imperial, so it took them a long time a to dissolve time. the Imperial Senate. Yeah. So that's why I'm kind of surprised that they're already making such drastic moves now, but it seems right. like what they're doing is any of the senators that could pose a risk against the empire, they're off offing them and then probably putting puppets in their place. Right. And we've also, it's also worth it to keep in mind that in the Clone Wars, we met the Senator of Kamino who is, uh, it's like the older woman, uh, Kaminoan. And then uh, um, Lama Su is the prime minister. So he's the one that's on the planet, keeping watch over what's happening there. And then the senator of Kamino is on Coruscant, right? So mm-hmm. it's interesting to me that they're probably ready to kill Lama Su, the prime minister, and the senator will, I, either they'll find a replacement as a prime minister, or they'll be like, this entire plan is useless to us. Let's just kill everyone. Uh, the senator on Coruscant 
fire her or kill her or something like that because she's no longer relevant if the prime minister is dead. Um, you know, because the two of them can't talk anymore, obviously. So, like, you know, what well, what do we have to say? Like that said, yeah, in a lot of the books, planets are run by moths, not yeah. prime ministers. So they might kill the leading bodies who don't go along with the empire right. and replace them with their own standards that are moths. And then maybe keep the senators around if they're corrupt enough. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, I, I, I don't know. It, it's, tar- it's tough to get a read on the Kaminoan senator. I forget her name now. Uh, she, I know she was invo- involved with some scheme. Yeah, she was. Uh, sorry, her name is Hallie, Hallie, Ber- Hallie Bertoni, Senator Bertoni. Hallie Mary. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Senator Senator Batoni, um, I'll I'll put it in the chat. You can hit that um, that link. So yeah, Senator Batoni was was the the Caminoan senator, and uh, she was uh, uh, a suspect for the death of the Rhodian senator. Um, <laughs> the worst picture I've and ever seen. She's always got a grumpy face on. Yeah, that um, looks awful. So she turned out to be uh, to be uh, innocent of all charges on that front. But yeah, she was a she was a suspect. Uh, but yeah, she is uh, she's the person that the go to of of you know what's going on with the troops on Camino and this and that. She kind of represents her home world of you know what's going on with their their front lines and now all those contracts are canceled plus the prime minister is likely dead so what's the use for her right so it makes me wonder like is she going to show up on the show uh is there going to be a reference to her being kind of executed as well or something maybe the empire is going to come up with some bs lie and you know just wipe out the Kaminoans just the way that they did with the Jedi and you know kind of frame them as the bad guys again and just like how they did with Cham Syndulla and you know like it's mm, it seems to be a yeah. repeating thing that they that they've been doing with getting rid of people it's like well okay that's why you know if you want an empire yeah you can't have people around that are going to oppose your rule yeah it's like let's just make someone look bad in front of everyone and then wipe them out and then we look like the good guys right wipe like, them out Wipe them out. All of them. <laughs> there you go. So Hunter's captured at the very end of this episode. <laughs> and mm-hmm. uh, first thing I got to say about it is it would have been way cooler if Scorch had something to do with that. But we yeah, had the... Uh, instead he was... Instead he was shot by those yeah. stormtroopers in the in the V-wings. And I'm like, man, like... Well, he was, you know, that's what caused him to fall, right? And it's like, uh, it would have been way cooler if Scorch took out his classic grenade launcher you know, that we see him using the games all the time and, and, uh, blast him one blowing up the cliff or something. And that maybe causes fall. Like that's the only oversight that I think to service fans of the game, it would have been a great service if scorch was kind of the one to take down the protagonist of the story. Cause he's or supposed after, to be a really, you know, awesome. Let's, let's say Nando. everything played out the way it did, but when they actually capture Hunter, he was kind of like the lead guy and like threw him down and cuffed him or whatever. Yeah. Something like that. He was in the mix of people that arrested him, but it was, he was kind of like tucked away in the middle at the back. And I was like, okay, it was cool to see him in this episode. I absolutely love seeing him and the, and the other RCs, but uh, it would have been really cool, even more cool to see him be the one to actually like, you know, 
have a, a larger part in taking down Hunter because fans of the game like he is That'd kind cool. of our our one of the hero characters right so we could easter egg i wish we could have yeah. seen the other guys too i don't yeah. know if they're boss the fixer and sev yeah 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 it would have been cool to see them too uh i totally forget what happens with sev's disappearance in the game as according to the book series but um you know boss and fixer definitely make it to the end uh and yeah it would have been cool to see them too they do have the models still, so you know maybe we'll see them show up. Yeah, yeah. but man, That'd fingers cool. crossed for Republic Commando series, like like Delta Squad versus Clone Force ninety nine. Bring it on, right? That'd be a cool. Episode. That'd be amazing if they're being yeah. hunted not just by uh, Crosshair, but they're also being hunted by Delta yeah. Squad. Or maybe when Crosshair, maybe if they do the redemption story and Crosshair turns back, maybe they're gonna set Delta Squad loose on. Clone Force 99, they're like, hey, we need we need to dig up our old, you know, Black Ops teams and try and take uh, send them out, take them down. Yeah. Something like that. I'm pretty neat. I'd be up for that. Yeah. Well, that did lead to Hunter being captured. And now he is face to face with Crosshair. Crosshair, he points out they want all of them. But yeah. Yeah. Do you think they're going to uh, amp up the chip in Hunter as well? Um, I, I don't know. I think at this point it's, it's tough to say what they'll do with, 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 I don't know. I, I don't, I don't picture Hunter being, uh, being turned into a bad guy. Wouldn't um, that be crazy though? Because he's the heart. That's like the deepest, yeah, yeah, that's he's the, the, the heart deepest of the family. twist they yeah. could do. Yeah. Yeah, yeah totally. So, so if, if they did do that, then I would imagine they would very quickly resolve that with, um, them figuring out a way to uh, reverse that and therefore fixing Crosshair as well. Oh, wait, they had them removed already. Oh, right, of course, yeah. yeah, yeah <laughs> totally, totally forget, forget, that, forget that whole conversation. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's right. So they were smartly avoided that. So even yeah. I hope they actually try to do it and then they find out that oh, it's yeah. missing. Oh, yeah. And maybe he can pretend to act like an inside man <laughs> or something like that. I think they would be able to tell because they got the brain scanners. But. Oh, true. Yeah. They're like, oh, nothing's here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's just maybe. a scar. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, do you I think it's like there's two episodes left. So like, what are your thoughts yeah. on how this is going to wrap up? Well, I'm not sure how. Hunter's going to escape. And he's going to get Crosshair into the room and he's going to use that droid, the one I keep bringing up, but we haven't seen since the first episode, to take <laughs> out that, take the chip out of him. And then he's going to come to his senses and they're going to get out. You're still convinced we're going to see that droid again, eh? I am. Why else is he there? I, 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 I think it's a throwaway story. I, I don't know if we're, anything's going to happen with that one now. Just wait, man. Just wait. You're going yeah. uh, to be buying me lunch. <laughs> <laughs> well well until we find out we got two episodes left uh one for this upcoming friday and uh the last one will be premiering on uh supposedly august 13th i guess so lots to look forward to um do you have any last points to bring up that we maybe, maybe didn't cover i want yeah i wanted to talk about gregor being crazy oh yeah that's because... a good one right because when we saw him last, not not Rebel, so we saw him last in Clone Wars, he was fine. And then he blew up. And then we saw him in Rebels and he was crazy. And we all just assumed, oh, he blew up. That's why he's crazy. Yeah. But in this episode, uh, I believe his tech asks him, like, what happened to you? How did you end up like this? Because he's already loopy. 
Yeah. And he replies that he tried to escape and the Empire doesn't take kindly to deserters. So it seems that he was actually tortured to the point where he went insane. Oh, no, he did acknowledge the blowing up part. Yeah, yeah but that, there was that, a line that, that was, said, I've yeah, blown but, up once before. Yeah, uh, but that was at a different point yeah. in the episode. That wasn't in direct answer to right. Tech asking him That's how he right. ended up the, the way he is. Um, yeah. is Yeah, it, it's, it's kind of tough to put a pin on it because he doesn't really say much before Bad Batch finds him. So, yeah, yeah it's really it's really tough to say. I don't know. I, like, I think the state that we find him in, I don't know if it was actually the torturing that made him all like that. Like, it's a lot darker, though. <laughs> I, I, what I do think what I would kind of suspect, though, is that because his voice is different already. Like it, it, yeah. it, it is kind of like how we hear it in Star Wars Rebels, except it's much worse by that point because he's just aged a lot more. Mm-hmm. And I think like the damage that may have been caused to his brain just accelerates faster with his age growth. Maybe. Um, I think like that if I were to come up with any kind of like Pablo reasoning, that would be what it is. But I don't know. That's just me. Uh, it, yeah. Who knows? No, it's, it, it's, it's, it's possible that he was, you know, very much. But he's, he's already got that kind of kooky laugh that does every once in a while. Yeah. He's already got that. Laugh. Yeah. I think it's more of like a I think it's like a, a, a um, he doesn't roll his eyes like he does when he's an old man. But I think like he's it's like a a weird voice thing that may have mm-hmm. been affected by the explosion. Yeah. So he's like the Riddler. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Slowly going insane. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. pretty it was I was I was surprised by that though. Because I always had assumed it was the explosion, and maybe that is the case. But knowing that it could have been like that, yeah, that could have been Han. Could have been Han Solo. Han Solo could have ended up like that. Right. Yeah. Well, between Han Solo getting tortured endlessly and then being stuck in carbon, I'm surprised he hasn't gotten to that yeah. point. Right. So that's, that's that's true. that's why I'm like, okay, it's got to be the explosion because you know we've seen a lot of people get tortured and they come out fine. So, uh, <laughs> or at least for the most part. Yeah. Uh, mm. So who knows? Yeah, I don't know. Maybe they'll sh- share more. Or maybe the. Dave or Pablo get asked directly. Yeah, yeah. Maybe you should find out. Tweet them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Maybe they'll like do a do a group a group tweet uh, on a on a single hashtag and get the answer for this thing. It'd be kind of so. neat. Cool. Uh, is that is that everything we got? We got everything they covered. Yeah, everything I was interested to talk about. It's a neat episode. There's there's lots going on. I'm really excited to see what the final two are going to be out, be about. It was, yeah, yeah, very much so. Uh, so it's gonna, it's got to be a two parter. So, oh yeah, it. yeah, yeah. You thought it was a cliffhanger tonight or like on Friday? Can't wait for the next one. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised if it was even the first kind of arc in a trio, that, like a trilogy arc, like what we used to get in Clone Wars. I wouldn't be surprised if it was even a. You know, yeah, could this be is, first, this is the start, step. right? Yeah, this is the start of the finale kind of thing, and the finale is like three episodes long. So Man, it's crazy. There's only two left now, though. Yeah, yeah, and you know, and it's it might be jumping the gun and saying this, but you know, it was a good season, and uh, I uh, you just know, I'm, wait. I'm, I'm be, looking forward to season two. It's gonna be Game of Thrones ending, and just everything's garbage. <laughs> 
<laughs> I don't know if he'll get that back. You know, weirdly enough, unrelated to Star Wars, though, like I actually didn't have a massive problem with the ending of Game of Thrones. Maybe I just, never watched I wasn't, it. I wasn't at, like <laughs> that's great. I, I wasn't a huge diehard fan that like some people are. I just enjoyed it as the seasons came out, and I never tended to watch rewatch any of the seasons. So I, I can't exactly call myself a fan, but I, you it's know, just I, hard I enjoyed to know. it. I enjoyed it. It's hard to know what's going on when you do that with Game of Thrones. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. It, but forever it'll be the memeable ending of, of you know, yeah. of, a, of a television show that people have been wanting to see for years. And then it gets a huge letdown. So, yeah. What can you do? Let's hope it's not that. I don't think it will be. Season right. one, Dave Filoni's behind it. I trust him. It'll <laughs> yeah. be good. And exactly. season two will come back and we'll get everything we want. We'll exactly. Get Gregor, he'll be part of the team. He'll have full commando gear and echo will finally have an arm that's not just a screwdriver <laughs> yeah yeah hopefully fingers crossed yeah everything's gonna come together it's gonna be great exactly all right man well uh until until next time uh i guess we'll catch you in the next one sounds good got a blast <laughs> All right. Thanks, Blake. And uh, once again, uh, just a reminder, thank you to uh, Darian for filling in for Blake those last two weeks that he was away. Uh, we'll we'll have him back in the future again on another episode. And uh, we're looking forward to that. It'll be a party. Season two of uh, The Mandalorian Gallery will be dropping August 25th this month, and uh, we're very much looking forward to that. As you know, as a quick notice, uh, a couple things have dropped within the realm of the High Republic lately, and uh, we do plan to get around to reading those and reviewing those for you guys, and uh, just so you can listen in all about it. If you're, if you're not planning on reading it, you know we're going to break it down for you as well, and uh, just kind of tell you what all that stuff is about so you can follow along with us in the adventures of the high republic and uh, that entire new era that they're building towards the acolyte which will premiere in i believe it's two years from now on disney plus speaking of disney plus i mean we have the last two episodes of the bad batch around the corner as well as likely to be a new teaser of some kind heading our way for mandalorian uh, see, oh, sorry, the book of Boba Fett, which is basically Mandalorian season 2.5 is what it's been described to be, which drops later this year. So the likelihood of a trailer coming our way at some point towards the end of the summer is very, very likely. And I would not be surprised if it even hit us within the next month or two. So keep an eye out for that. We're all looking forward to that show and uh, seeing what happens with uh, with the character of Boba Fett and so on and so forth. Prepare yourself for haunted happenings in Lego Star Wars Terrifying Tales with the Disney Plus Lego adventure premiering October 1st, streaming exclusively on Disney Plus. And uh, this looks to be taking place after the events of the rise of Skywalker. Uh, I highly doubt that this is actually canon. Uh, you know, it's always up in the air with these Lego adventures, but you know, the fact that it's a Lego adventure in its comical form taking place after the events of that movie, I believe will be one of the few stories canon or not that does take place after the rise of Skywalker. So you can all look forward to that on October 1st. And I, I bet it'll be very similar in length to the Christmas special, the holiday special that they released last year, 
which was also with the similar similar cast of characters that they used. And those Lego movies are always uh, always a bit of fun. You know, even if you watch it once and never again, it's just a, it's a laugh or two. And, you know, they poke some jokes at at uh, the franchise as as always in their uh, the lighthearted Lego humor that they normally do. So that's always cool. Uh, Lego is also releasing a UCS Republic gunship with over 3000 pieces and uh, the UCS uh, sorry the Republic gunship has always been one of my favorite ships in Star Wars and uh, you know also known as the the laddie gunship and uh, to to finally be uh, seeing this UCS ship announced and going to be a thing uh, I'm stoked you know I I don't know if I'll buy it cuz I already own like a a normal size Lego gunship but it's pretty sweet it's pretty sweet looking and I believe it's going to be 350 I think that's in US dollars but uh, that's that's what we're getting and uh, speaking of more products and merchandise uh, there will be a Star Wars Tamagotchi releasing later this year as well which uh, is shaped like R2-D2 and you have to take care of your very own R2-D2 in the form of Tamagotchi now this isn't just some sort of knockoff Tamagotchi this is actually uh, Tamagotchi the company making a Star Wars product so you know it's it's kind of neat to see all right, thanks again, guys, for tuning in to the show. And as always, if you want to leave us a five-star review, that really helps us out, as well as sharing this show with a friend, dropping a comment, or leaving a, a nice little message in the in the comment area. You can also get in touch with us at the show. We'd love to hear from you guys. And uh, you can do that by uh, following us on Twitter at Podcast. We also got an Instagram account and a link to our voicemail inbox that you can record your own voicemail message for us at the show. And if you're uh, lucky enough, we might even play it on the show and answer any questions you guys might have. Feel free to shoot us an email as well. We'd love to hear from you guys on that platform. I know we've had uh, a lot more emails than anything else, but uh, you know, Twitter and the email are the best ways to get a hold of us. So please keep sending them in with uh, your lovely feedback of the show. We always love to hear from you guys. And uh, you know, if there's any subjects or topics that uh, you guys want us to cover that isn't already in our list of things to do, uh, we'd love the suggestions. With only two episodes of The Bad Batch left, we will be returning to our What Happened series as well as the reviews on the High Republic content that recently dropped on shelves, which includes the latest novels and a catch-up on the Marvel comic series as well as the IDW Star Wars Adventures comic book series. Those are on our to-do list and uh, you can expect a lot of stuff as well as soon as uh, The Mandalorian Gallery drops later this month, along with Book of Boba Fett and various other Star Wars things happening in the galaxy. Thanks again for tuning in, guys, and may the Force be with you. We'll catch you next time right here on Star Wars Escape Pod.